0: Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypannuccio.com forward slash act. Now, I've heard people say that the difference between a novel and a short story is that a novel is plot driven and a short story is character driven, or that certain genres like fantasy or thriller are inherently plot driven. Sorry, I don't buy that. All stories are driven by character. If you're only focused on the external events, you're leaving out the essential driving force of the plot, which is your protagonist. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio. Writer, Editor, and Writing Coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Many writers have these fixed ideas about the best way to approach writing and finishing a story, but many of these are misguided. They don't work for every writer, and in many instances, they don't even work for the writers who swear by them. Rules like outline before you start writing or you must reach a certain word count in order to measure your progress, and so on. So these kind of rules limit writers more than they help. So in this episode, I'm going to challenge three common rules I hear over and over and give a different perspective. Okay, so let's get to it. Rule number one, you must write every day. You do not have to write every day. It's far more important for you to write consistently than to do it every day because for most of us this simply isn't attainable. And if you're overwhelmed already with a full-time job and kids and family, you're more likely to quit because it's not sustainable. You have to make writing fit into your life to integrate it into your life as it is right now. So you have to be clear on what you're willing and not willing to sacrifice because writing is a long time commitment and it requires purity of focus. Now, I used to have this all or nothing mentality. I thought, if I can't go all in every day, then why do it? What's the point? I'm so glad I dropped that because the minute I became a parent, my relationship to my writing changed completely. I didn't have every day. I didn't even have a spare hour most of the time. Now, I find it useful to get crystal clear on what's important for me to give my energy to versus what's not important for me to give my energy to. The thing that often goes for me is things like laundry and housework and even cooking. So for example, I'll fit in certain housework chores during pockets of time or during breaks, I'll batch cook two, maybe three nights a week and just eat leftovers the rest of the week. Recently, I've started a meal delivery service, Splendid Spoon, so that I can have healthy, gluten-free, energizing meals to go whenever I'm too stonkered to cook or make a meal. I also don't spend a lot of time on social media. I use that more as a rest. So after dinner, After the dishes are put away, I might hop on Instagram and go down the rabbit hole of dance videos, which is my weakness, but I never make it a habit to go onto social media during my work time. So you want to protect your time and protect your energy. The quality of mind and body you bring to your writing sessions is far more important than the frequency. So if you can't write every day, take heart. It doesn't make you less of a writer. Now, if you're struggling to find the time and the energy to write, go listen to episode 11, How to Make Time to Write When You Have No Time. Episode 11, How to Make Time to Write When You Have No Time. I'll link in the show notes. This is all about finding time in your week rather than every day to write. It's about getting clear on how you're actually spending your time so that you know where you can put more time back into your writing. This is perfect for those of you for whom writing every day just is not feasible. But being a writer isn't just about when you're at your desk typing away or putting pen to paper. It's not just when your butt is in the chair. You're also a writer when you're out in the world in everyday life. You're thinking like a writer. And this means that you're aware of everything around you, you're paying attention. As a writer, you're chasing insights and knowledge, self knowledge, and just wisdom about human nature. You're aware of what strikes you as interesting or beautiful or terrifying. A lot of the process happens off the page. As writers, we're students of what it means to be human. This way, when you sit down to write, even if it's just on Saturdays, you're filled up. You have material to draw from or borrow. There may also be pockets of time you can make use of. So when I was a young mother, I would take my laptop to the little gym while Kaz was in class, and I'd write for that hour. And this goes out to my moms out there in particular who are trying to balance raising kids, some single-handedly, and have full-time jobs in many cases while staying true, to the calling to write. If you can write every day without sacrificing sleep or your sanity, your health, or time with your kids, great. But you also need a life and experiences you can bring to the page. It's all part of it. So don't buy into this idea that in order to be a writer, you have to do it every day or that you have to have your butt in the chair. It's more about the quality you bring to your writing sessions. Just make it consistent. Make it work for your life and circumstances. Be specific about when and where you write. You're more likely to write consistently when you're clear about when and where you're going to show up to write. So instead of I'm going to write every morning for 20 minutes before I go to work, say, I'm going to write on my laptop in my dining room Monday and Tuesday mornings between 6 a.m. and 6.20 a.m. And then again on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Or any combination that works for you. And any other mornings you can do or any other days you can do is a bonus It helps to integrate writing to other habits that you do automatically, you know, the ones that you do without thinking. For example, my morning routine is I'm up about five or 5.30 a.m. I go downstairs, I start the coffee, I feed the cats, clear the dish drainer, and by that time the coffee's done, so I walk upstairs, coffee in hand, I go into my office, close the door, And I write till about 6.30 a.m., which is about the time I have to get my kid up to get ready for school. So that's my routine. It's a habit. I don't even have to think about it. Then Saturdays, same routine, but I'll write from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. But don't buy into this idea that to be a writer, you must write every day. The quality of the work you do Is more important than logging in days. Just decide where and when you'll write. Rule number two, you must reach a certain word count to measure your progress. So often writers will say, My goal is to reach. A thousand words per writing session or 500 words, whatever the number is. I've never understood this advice because writing isn't linear. A lot of the writing process is pruning your material. It's about cutting the excess, the irrelevant details and the scenes that have no connection to your protagonist. Writing a story is a process of expansion and compression. Expansion and compression. So you give it some air, and then you shape it to its essence. So you do this over and over. That means you're always cutting more than you're keeping. You may write 300 pages before you even know what story you're writing, or before you even encounter your characters. So it's far more important to focus on the process, not the result. Now, I'm all for setting goals, but the word count goal is a false measure. Because your story is not linear. Word count is irrelevant in terms of how good your story is or how much progress you're making in terms of writing the story that you want to write. A better measure of progress is, am I getting closer to the story I'm imagining in my head? Is it being expressed on the page? Is everything related to the essential question my story asks? What is my story's essential question? So that's the process that leads to the result. You're always going deeper into the story structure You also want to focus on your experience of doing the work. So a better measure of progress is, are you enjoying it? Did you write better? Did you write more? Writing a great story is not about piling on more plot events It's not about the horizontal movement of the story. It's about uncovering the emotional or moral structure of the story. And that means you're cutting all the excess, everything that's irrelevant to the story you want to tell. It's about writing better each time you sit down. Word count is irrelevant to the quality of your work. If you're focused on how many words you write each time you sit down to write, You're already focused on the wrong thing. The focus should be to get closer to the truth about what you set out to write. So rather than strive to write more words, strive to write more deeply. And rule number three, outline first. Now, there's a lot of debate about this, of course, Some writers contend that you can't write without an outline, but some writers just want that certainty. Others just want to wing it. Now, neither impulse is wrong. They're just different impulses. But many writers falsely believe that outlining is going to give them the roadmap and then cut down on rewriting, and it's going to give them more focus. But that's just not the case, because you can outline all the story events you want, but those plot points and story beats mean nothing if they're not affecting your protagonist. And if they're not affecting your protagonist, they're not impacting your reader. The story events are there to trigger your protagonist's struggle to solve her story problem. So, the external events are linked to the protagonist's internal transformation. That's what gives them meaning. You may know what happens beat by beat, but if you don't know who it's happening to, the reader won't know why any of it matters. Then all you have is an empty plot. On the other hand, if you're a pantser, Outlining is counterintuitive, so you wander around in your story and hope that the story will somehow emerge the more you roam around in your material. Now, both approaches are equally futile. Where both pantsers and plotters go off the rails is they don't know the focal point of their story. They don't know who their story is about, what this person wants, and why they want it, and they don't know the internal limitations, the faulty beliefs, the character flaws, etc., that are keeping the protagonist from having a shot at getting it. So before you know what story you're telling, before you know what your plot is, you need to start with character. I don't buy into this idea that some stories are plot driven and others are character driven. Now, I've heard people say that the difference between a novel and a short story is that a novel is plot-driven and a short story is character-driven, or that certain genres like fantasy or thriller are inherently plot-driven. Sorry, I don't buy that. All stories are driven by character. If you're only focused on the external events, you're leaving out the essential driving force of the plot which is your protagonist. Okay, so let's wrap this up. Number one, you do not have to write every day to be a writer. If every day works for you, great, but that's not most of us. It's better to be consistent even if it's one or two times a week. Just be specific about when and where you're going to show up. Number two, word count is a false measurement of progress. And it's inhibiting you from writing your best work. The best measurement of progress is getting closer to the story you want to tell. And that means cutting more words than you keep. So rather than write more words, write more deeply. And number three, Outlining does not give you more clarity or focus on your story. Start with character, not plot. If all you focus on is plot, all you have is an empty vessel that readers won't care to read. So there you have it. To all my writer moms out there, I wish you a glorious Mother's Day. You truly are rock stars in my book. Thanks so very much for hanging out with me today. And if you know any writers who need some support in their writing, please share this episode or the Writer Unleashed podcast in general. And if you love what you're listening to, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and please leave me a review. Reading how this podcast impacts your writing truly lights me up and it helps me create topics for the show. Till next time, keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.